Hi, welcome back to another episode of Calls with Your Kinky Bestie. I'm Emma, I'm your kinky bestie. I'm a submissive and a mentor for other submissives. I recently did an episode talking all about ADHD and how that affects my kind of kinky identity. And, you know, it's the start of a new year. We're a few weeks into 2023, and a really big thing I've been focusing on in my own life is home management. Um, Obviously, the title of this episode is talking about service submission in general, which encompasses so many different things, right? Um, But in this episode specifically, I am going to be talking about home management, um, how this is possible to do if you have ADHD and why it's important and just all of the things. Um, Also, a little caveat disclaimer that I have tried to record this episode so many times and every time I try to like put a script or an outline to it, it starts to sound really scripted and kind of luxury and it's just not working for me. So I'm really focusing on making this episode more conversational and free flowing. So apologies if I really get off track, but this is just what I needed to do to make this episode happen. So (laughs) let's get right into it. Um, I'll be honest. I am someone who has always had a little bit of a fascination with service submission. I think it's a really nice idea to be able to have such a deep bond and kind of a a depth of the relationship to be able to, you know, provide, you know, services and take care of your dominant in kind of agreed upon expected ways. Um, Because obviously you need to be spending a lot of time together and have your lives pretty entwined to be able to, you know, consistently serve them. And while service submission means so many different things to so many people, I'm really not going to get too deep into that in this episode. Um, I just wanted to talk a little bit about my perspective as someone who has ADHD, who really, I, I noticed that no matter what I'm going through in my life, even when things are really put together and on track, one of the, the very first areas that I will let slip consistently is just my own home management. Um, I think because it's something that's so private and personal, I don't have roommates. I don't let people into my home a lot um, (laughs) at all. So it's kind of an area where I can hide. So it's really easy for me to act like, you know, everything's put together. And yes, I'm able to take on more responsibilities and, you know, shine really bright at work and show up for my partner really well. Um, but the area that I'm going to let slip first is my house. And I know it's not just me. So my intention of this episode is to talk about the importance of maintaining your own home as an aspect of your life that you're getting fucking together first so that you can be able to serve a dominant, whether or not you have one or are trying to get one or whatever it is. Um, I actually, (laughs) a little bit of 
I don't know. <clears throat> Sorry, I'm getting over a uh, cold here, so I might be a little sniffly and, you know, it's just a little gross. Um, <clears throat> touching again a little bit on the idea of service submission, I think this is a really romantic idea. I actually at one point even had kind of made an arrangement to be able to live with the dominant and take care of his house. Um, it did not end up happening for, you know, more reasons than, than I really cared to share. Um, but this idea of home management is something that whenever you're able to master it for yourself, you're then able to share with your dominant and other people, um, which is a really beautiful, powerful thing. So diving right into it, a lot of advice for home management will not apply to you as a person with ADHD or executive dysfunction. Um, the motivators that neurotypical people have are really different than the motivators that you will need as a person with ADHD. Um, so that's a really important thing to consider. I'll also say that a lot of the housing tips or just tips about life in general that are even shared and created for people that have ADHD, I've not found to be super applicable to myself. Um, a lot of it is, you know, set a timer or put it on your schedule or, you know, make a habit of doing this thing every day. And while that is so cool, if it works for you, it just doesn't work for me. Um, this idea that I'm going to do something just because I set a timer and that nothing is going to happen when the timer goes off, that just isn't enough to <laughs> get me off my ass sometimes. Um, so a lot of this is about finding the motivator that you have and then creating your home management system around that. So I did find a little list of them. I'm sure this is an ever evolving subject and you can find much more and everyone has a different opinion on it. Um, <laughs> but what I found uh, in my little brief little research on this topic is that typically people are motivated by rewards, punishments, and importance, like a sense of priorities. And at first that sounds kind of BDSM, <laughs> like, ooh, I get a, a sticker for accomplishing this, or I get a spanking if I don't. And while I still kind of feel that way as a person with ADHD, um, it just doesn't always pan out how I hope. Um, and I think the motivator of importance is kind of a funny idea because the the idea that neurotypical people just have it sitting in their brain that, oh, I need to clean my house because it's more important than me playing Nintendo Switch right now. Like, that just doesn't happen for me. The most important thing for me at any given time is the dopamine fulfilling thing in front of me. Like, it's like picking tufts of fur off my dog or watching TV or exploring a new hobby or I don't know just fucking anything besides the boring task that I'm putting off obviously so it was really exciting when I learned that there are terms for motivators with people for motivating factors for people with ADHD and just like how to tap into that so Here's what I found on motivators for ADHDers.
a few of them are novelty, interest, passion, urgency, and competition. I'm sure this is different for everybody. For me, the two that really stick out there are interest and novelty. Because if I'm interested in something, I mean, I can do it forever. (laughs) And I also like this idea of novelty, like when things are new or trending, or you just find a different way to do something. It's really exciting to dive into it and try things out. And the idea that you can bring that into your own house management, I mean, it just really is a game changer. It makes it exciting and interesting and something that you actually want to do. So we have this really good ground, ground, grounding starting point, right? Um, you can kind of, off, going off of these lists and having that knowledge, then you can bring that lens into whatever like home advice, cleaning tips you're reading and just like the systems that you're performing every day and kind of suit them to fit you. <laughs> the biggest thing that has made such an impact for me Um, for managing my own home is, of course, decluttering. (laughs) Because think about it, the more shit you have, I mean, the stuff you own is really just a task. If you have two sets of sheets, that's two sets of sheets that you're managing and washing and putting energy into caring for and occasionally moving around. And what if you just had one? Like, what if you just had the thing that you need? Wouldn't that be so cool? You'd have half half the amount of stuff on your plate to do. Um, (laughs) So while in theory, that's nice to know and whatever, what's actually worked for me in action to getting myself to declutter is leaning into the the interest motivator. So I kind of turn it into a frenzy. Um, I've done it, you know, several, several ways over the course of many years. The biggest one that I found, um, like, I think when I first got into this was the, the trend of the time, which was minimalism. I used to, oh my God, consume so much minimalist content. I would read the minimalists book. Um, I was watching all these YouTube videos of people that were like following this method and what was working well for them. And the first time I did this, holy shit, I had so much crap for no reason. I was really, I mean, people, everyone says they're a hoarder, but like, I don't know, I am a kitschy object collector. (laughs) Or, I mean, I really was more intensely so before this, you know, kind of frenzy hit me. But... By kind of leaning into this like you know new trend and systems and fresh content out there i was able to really successfully declutter um, a lot of the belongings that i had it got to the point where my mom even thought that i was <laughs> suicidal <laughs> because i had never you know decluttered or really It was really hard to part me from my things before, but then just all of a sudden I was throwing away everything I owned and like giving stuff away. And I guess that's like a warning sign for like someone who's about to plan to leave this planet, Um, you know, getting rid of your stuff. 
So I hope that wasn't triggering. I should put a little trigger warning in the notes of this show. Um, <laughs> but it can be a really powerful, impactful thing. And it's also something that where there's really instant gratification because the second you throw something away and get out of your house, like it just is out of your sight line. Like you could have cleaned it and shoved it into a box, but you didn't. You just throw it away, threw it away. It was so easy to do, or you donated it or whatever. And now it's just gone and you don't have to deal with it anymore. I mean, what's more instantly gratifying than that? Um, so that's, that's the frenzy um, that I've been in. But there's also many other, you know, cleaning methods that have come out and I'm sure will come out. Uh, some other ones out there are like the KonMari method or there's even a book called about Swedish death cleaning, which is a fun concept just because of the name alone. It's not nearly as morbid as it sounds. Um, but if you're someone who's really motivated by like finding an intense interest or passion for something, why not ride that wave and find ways to get excited about, you know, these things that you wouldn't want to do otherwise. <laughs> so that's a way to do it. Another way I can kind of bring interest or competition into my decluttering is going on YouTube binges of just like consuming a bunch of content of people decluttering, like seeing what they're getting rid of and then seeing if I can get rid of the same stuff. Um, and it's also kind of body doubling because, you know, as I'm going through my bedroom, getting rid of whatever, I'm also on YouTube watching, you know, so-and-so who has three kids getting rid of their stuff. And it just is really fun to like, also like see other people's crap a little bit. Um, and it just gives you a whole like perspective of, you know, how everyone's lives are so different. So that's a really fun thing to do. So obviously the less you have, the less you have to manage. It's also kind of a snowball effect. Um, <laughs> cause once you, once you get going with it, it just is easier to get rid of more and more and more. Um, another thing I like to do is if you, have some stuff that you're reluctant to get rid of because you know oh you're trying to bring it to your mom's house or oh this is some someone's that you have to return or whatever start a bin of like this is outgoing temporary items so then it just it's all together and maybe you put it right by the door and then every time you head out the door you know oh i have to bring these tote bags out to my car or whatever just a bag of temporary a bag or a basket or whatever of temporary items that don't have you're not making a permanent place for in your home because they don't exist there permanently because you've already decided they're outgoing so that's a really easy way you can start mentally separating and getting them out the door another big thing is creating before you even start literally physically cleaning things is to create systems for yourself so if you were to go around your home kind of separating yourself from it and stepping into this mindset of this isn't my home i'm just here to be someone's problem solver like i'm a designer and whoever lives here is my client and if you're coming at it with that mindset you can step into this knowledge of like okay i know that whoever lives here is not going to change their habits but I want to design a really beautiful space for them. So how can I create a beautiful space for them that they're going to be able to upkeep because so-and-so who lives here is not going to, you know, start putting their laundry somewhere different. 
So here's what I mean by that. Um, <laughs> imagine as you're going around your home, analyzing patterns and seeing where things are, notice where trash is collecting, where people are putting their laundry, where are keys going, and just like random items that people set on fucking surfaces or whatever. A lot of this stuff is static. Like it's stuff that is there and was there a week ago and was there a month ago and whatever. And I think once things are there forever, that's kind of a, a point to, and they're, you know, shouldn't be there. They're not really being used. That's really where you should start looking into decluttering them, in my opinion. Um, but if you have stuff that is just appearing day after day after day in the same exact space, how can you create a system so that when that stuff appears there every single day, it's already taken care of? <laughs> Another way you can, well, a way you can visualize this is if you notice that laundry is always accumulating on this chair or in the corner of this room or on the bathroom floor or wherever it is, maybe, probably, you already have a laundry hamper somewhere in your house where that dirty laundry should be going, but it's not going there. So analyze why that is. Maybe it's out of sight, out of mind. Um, maybe it just is too far of a reach. Maybe there's a, literally a lid, a lid on the basket and that's why things aren't making it into the basket. They're you know, being set on top of the basket instead. Just try to get into this headspace head of instead of trying to make yourself fit to whatever system you want to create, why not just skip that step of like having to train yourself to do something different and create a system that would serve the version of you that exists now, not like the weeks or months from now if you keep up with it version, and just get there right away. So... When you see laundry that's collecting in a, pot, a corner of the bedroom floor every day, instead of like, you know, beating yourself up and going like, why can't I just walk this to the laundry basket that's five feet away? Why don't you move the laundry basket to that corner? Imagine, detach yourself emotionally if you have to. Imagine there's a fucking robot arm, robotic arm that every day it is programmed to drop its laundry in that corner. And no matter where you put the laundry basket, it's going to drop it in that corner. So if you're a designer of this household, how would you want that to look? Would you want there to be laundry collecting in the corner of that room every day because you know that robotic arm is going to drop it there? Or would you like to create a space for it right there? Just put a fucking laundry basket there. So when the laundry is dropped, it's already where it needs to go. And maybe you have five areas around your house where dirty laundry is going to go. Okay, you've got five robotic arms dropping laundry there every day. Maybe you need five laundry baskets, one in every one of those little corners. Maybe it's even like two per room. Like, oh, I, I put laundry in, on this chair and tucked into this closet, <laughs> like wherever it is. Try working with yourself instead of against yourself. Um, see what happens. It makes such a big difference. So for me, I leave trash besides my bed, like 
all the fucking time. Like, tissues, I'll clump up dog hair and put it in, put it on the, you know, bed beside, on the floor beside my bed. I'll just fucking put trash on the floor for no fucking reason. And guess what? I didn't have a trash can in my room. So all I had to do, so there wasn't even a home for me to, to put that trash when it, when it, whenever it arrived. So of course it wasn't making it into a trash can. Like what? I was going to get out of my cozy sleep and put my clump of dog hair, like stand up, walk to the kitchen, turn on a light, put it in the kitchen. Like, no, it's not going to happen. I'm a robotic arm that is programmed to put trash on the floor beside my bed. So the way I solved that wasn't by training myself to walk to the kitchen. It was by putting a trash can beside my bed. (laughs) Maybe you need trash cans in every room. Maybe you need to change the location of your trash cans. Maybe you need trash cans that are, that don't have a lid on them. It removes the step. Maybe you need an open bin trash can. Or, you know, if you have pets and you can't do that, what about an automatic one? (laughs) That would open when you wave your hand over and just pop it right in. Whatever. Just analyze this. Take yourself out of it. Become this problem solver that's going to solve this problem of getting that trash to the trash can with as with the least amount of steps possible. Also, if you're noticing that, you know, oh, I'm always leaving my keys in this one spot. I'm leaving my mail here. I always kind of take my earrings off at this time of the day and put them here. You can even create little catch bowls or like collection trays where because containing the clutter visually uh, it just creates such a relief. When you see clutter everywhere, especially with an ADHD brain, it can be really overstimulating and overwhelming. So just having a home for things to go sometimes also makes a big difference. Because realistically, what's wrong with maybe you have a, a bedside table where all your earrings tend to collect? What if you had a little dish there to collect your earrings or your jewelry at the end of the day? Then you can really easily put them away all at once. It's already, you know, on this little tray for you to very easily move it. You know, I mean, we're kind of in this society where we have a really concrete conceptualization of what a clean home should look like. And it's ingrained to us um, by literally product marketing. The homes you see on social media... These are influencers who literally make a living off of their home being good to be able to sell you like home decor products or like parenting advice or whatever the fuck. You know, a lot of these spaces that we're, most of the spaces we're seeing are totally fabricated. So they're not going to look like real homes. Your home will probably look different. And even if you're, you know, going to your friend's house and they have the most perfect house in the whole world, well, maybe they have a different brain than you. Maybe they have a different life than you and different habits and whatever. Doesn't matter what everyone else is doing. How are you going to make a home that works for you? Fuck it. Okay. <laughs> That's my little rant on that. Um, oh, another thing I wanted to talk about with systems is, you know, systems for when stuff comes into your home. So, you know, this could be like, you know, when you take in new little rinky dinky things you buy or really the big, the biggest recurring one I think is, you know, when you wash your laundry and you've cleaned laundry and putting it away, at least it is for me, um, is also creating systems so that it gets away. If you already have no problem putting away your laundry, just totally ignore this. But if you have a problem putting away your clean laundry, I have ideas. (laughs) 
Is it that you don't want to fold your clothes? Well, do you even need your clothes folded? Maybe you don't need to fold all of your clothes. Maybe your system for putting away your laundry is hanging up the things that get wrinkled, like your dress shirts or your pants or whatever, and then the rest just kind of all stays unwrinkled. Maybe all you have to do is separate it into drawers of, like, tops, bottoms, underwear, whatever. I literally, this blew my mind. I read this recently, that someone has, you know, those, like, washable mesh laundry bags that, like, you put delicates in and you just, like, put them right in the wash in that bag. <laughs> they literally have multiple laundry bags and have them labeled underwear, socks, and just put all of their, like, in their laundry basket. They put their, their dirty underwear right into this mesh basket in their laundry basket and their socks there so then whenever they wash their clothes the underwear and socks is already like divided out so it's already separated and they can just like dump it into a drawer of like clean underwear you know like just make things easier in yourself like why put yourself through the tension and stress if there's no reason to so that's a thing you can do or maybe you just need a bunch of clothes hangers if you're you are able to like really easily hang your clothes, but folding them you don't like to do. For me personally, I just found a really exciting folding method that I thought was interesting. Like I don't really do the KonMari method of getting oh getting rid of stuff, but I do do the KonMari method of folding her clothes. Like she has this really specific system for like you know like folding your socks a certain way and like folding up your your underwear like I fucking <laughs> when I fold my underwear like I, I usually wear thongs um so almost all my underwear is thongs and thongs are like they're pretty small pieces of fabric but there's literally five folds in my in my thongs to fold my thongs up to put away <laughs> like but I like doing it because once I have them all folded up nicely, then I can vertically, like from the top, see every single pair of underwear I have vertically stacked up rather than like if it's a horizontal pile, you kind of have to like dig up the top five pairs of underwear to like see what's underneath. And I don't know, I just got into this system of doing this because I think it's fun and novelty. So maybe it's just something like that for you. You know, you're going to change as a person. Maybe someday I won't be fucked and just need to like put my dirty underwear right in a laundry bag and wash it and dump it into a drawer. Um, but right now, this is what's working for me and gets me excited about putting away my clean laundry. <sighs> Very cool. And then now that we've gotten rid of shit and figured out ways to contain our shit and make systems to consistently contain our shit, we talk about actual cleaning, like cleaning like floors and surfaces and whatever. Um, <laughs> some ways you can motivate yourself to do this. I personally, I really lean into the novelty aspect and kind of like delegation because this isn't something I really like doing. Like who's going to get fucking excited about mopping a floor? Uh, maybe you do. Maybe you'll find a way to do that. And I love that for you. I really do. It's not something that is interesting to me <laughs> or novel, but what is interesting to me and really novelty is home automation, like smart home shit. Dude, I'm telling you, I got a fucking robot vacuum and it's so amazing. It's a, it's a vacuum anima and it's so smart. It has a map layout of my home that I did with like LIDAR scanning. So I can just tell my robot vacuum, I talked to my Google home that's hooked up to it. Hey, 
clean the kitchen or whatever after I cook and a fucking robot walks into my kitchen essentially and vacuums everything up and mops the floor and I have I'm telling you I have lived in my home for like I don't know five months now maybe six months I don't know I had never mopped the floors until getting this robot vacuum a few weeks ago and oh it makes such a difference to have clean nice looking floors it also is really motivating for me to because for your robot to vacuum to work you have to keep all your stuff off the floors so that i can clean them because otherwise i mean mine's pretty smart like it would just see the object and go around it and stuff but still then that part of the floor isn't going to get all mopped and vacuumed and shiny you know like that's exciting for me to see the floor mopped and vacuumed and shiny now me having to do fucking anything besides move that dog toy or whatever so that I can get to that spot. So that has been really working for me. I also have a really hard time with dishes and my place doesn't have a dishwasher. My mom like offhand mentioned to me like, oh, what about a countertop dishwasher? I had no idea they existed. They literally make dishwashers that sit on your countertop, like mini dishwashers that can wash your stuff. So I got one of those. Um, I got it off a of Facebook marketplace for a fraction of what it costs new. So, you know, these novelty smart home devices, they don't have to be expensive, um, especially these days. Like they're just getting cheaper and cheaper and smarter. Um, I also got my robot vacuum refurbished, like from the manufacturer refurbished on eBay. Like they have their own, like they sell their own refurbished stuff. Um, and it came with a longer warranty than if you buy one new from, <laughs> from the manufacturer. So why wouldn't I get a longer warranty? And I'm telling you, it looks brand spanking new and it was like half the, half the price. Of okay, wow. Sorry, I actually got cut off from my recording. I did not realize I had been talking that long and I didn't set the microphone to go on for longer. Anyways, smart devices aside, <laughs> if you're not able to delegate out your cleaning tasks, um, and this is not something that is easy for you to do, maybe you can delegate it out to people. Like, uh, if you have roommates, maybe you're, like, bartering out skills. Like, oh, I really like doing laundry, but I really hate doing the floors. Hey, roommate, what if I did your laundry and you did the floors, <laughs> you know? Um, so, like, kind of bartering for labor or working with roommates is an option. Or... Professional help is totally an option too. Um, you know, it's probably not as expensive as you think it is. I kind of had this idea in my head that this was really a luxury thing, um, but it's actually pretty accessible. I actually found someone in my local kink community who does like house cleaning and Fucking how cool would that be? I could support someone in my own community who, like, you know, wouldn't be freaked out to find my, my sex toys everywhere um, and be able to support them on their journey and do, you know, them doing something that they like doing enough that they have made it their side hustle, you know? Um, I just think that's so cool. So there's a bunch of different ways that this can happen for you with delegation. Of course, if you're not able to delegate it, um, there are other ways that you could make actual like cleaning speak to the motivators that you have. So maybe you're really motivated by novelty products, like new cleaning products. I have a friend who is obsessed with 
<laughs> like abrasive cleaners. She's like always like talking about like the new like scrub daddy sponges she bought or fucking, you know, like bartender's friend or like abrasive like scrubby liquid cleaners. <laughs> like there's just so much new fun shit coming out all the time. So maybe like learning about these new products and getting excited about them is going to be what helps you clean your floors. Because if you're spending maybe like five bucks more a week on cleaning products, but your floors are actually being cleaned this time, like what's the problem there? You know your finances and what's going to work for you. A lot of people, you know, have urgency as a motivator. So maybe it's arranging for a friend to come over every once in a while. And then you know you have to clean before your friend comes over. Fuck, it could be arranging a book club to meet at your house once a week <laughs> so that you know that you're going to clean your house. Um, body doubling is a thing, too, that motivates people. So maybe it's having a friend come over and just be around you while you're cleaning or watching YouTube videos of people cleaning at the same time. And then it kind of becomes like a, if you're motivated by competition, kind of like a, you know, a little contest with whatever YouTuber. You're seeing what they're cleaning and what they're getting rid of and you're trying to beat it. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not motivated by competition, so it's kind of funny to think about for me. Um, but some people are, right? So find a system that's going to work for you. It could also be just creating stronger systems around cleaning. Like maybe you actually don't mind mopping the floors, but because your mop is like in the basement or in this like hard to reach cabinet, it's just out of sight, out of mind and kind of hard, like a pain in the butt for you to get out and put away. So maybe... Your system is having the cleaning supplies you need in every room. You know, um, I also like to hop on cleaning trends. Like it always seems like on TikTok or Instagram reels, there's like a new cleaning trend. Um, my favorite one I've seen so far is there is this person who keeps one of those dishwasher. It's like, oh my God. They always look different, but basically it's either like a, a kitchen sponge or brush that has a soap dispenser built into it, like a liquid soap dispenser. So you just like squeeze it and then you get a little pump of soap right on your sponge or your scrub brush or whatever. And they just keep one in their fucking shower. So then whenever you're in the shower already doing your thing, you just see that that thing is there and you use it every once in a while. It's like, oh, my shower, my shower wall is gross. I don't mind doing this. Oh, I just need the supplies. Oh, look, it's right there. It even has soap already ready to go. And then it's just quickly like scrubbing your shower wall and tilting your shower head that is already running because you're taking a fucking shower and <laughs> just tilting it around your, your shower walls and rinsing the soap off. Like there's a bunch of different ways to do it. All this to say, <laughs> as far as service submission is concerned, if you are serving someone else or fantasizing serving someone else, but your own house is in disorder, that can be a form of self-sabotage. Like if you, if you caring for your dominance house or whatever service you're, you know, providing for them um, as a submissive means that you're letting your own house or your own life or whatever take a hit um is is it really serving someone else at that point or is this just about like some sort of beef you have with yourself or lack of respect you have for yourself and your time and your home and what you need as a human to be done for you um so by creating systems that speak to your motivation system number one 
but also just systems that are easier to maintain because maybe you've decluttered a lot and you have a lot less shit to manage. Or you've just created systems that work for the habits that you already have. So you're spending less time every day doing the shit. Like instead of for, you know, 20 minutes every week having to go around the house and find all your dirty laundry piles and gather them together. And then, oh, you missed ones. So then you have to do another load of laundry. All your laundry is already in laundry baskets because you just put them in the right places and got the right laundry baskets that are going to work for you and don't have that extra step, you know, like by saving yourself the time and the energy, you then have more that you can give to others as a service sub. So, wow, I have been talking forever. I really need to go to sleep. Thank you so much for tuning in. This is definitely my longest episode yet. I hope this was really helpful. I would love to hear your questions if you have like specific things that you're struggling with with home management and like being a person with ADHD or, you know, bringing kink into it into it or whatever it is. I know this episode really wasn't about kink at all. I just think it's important <laughs> and it's kind of been something I've been fixating on. So thanks for coming along this journey with me and I will see you. Bye.